This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. And we're here to talk about Arizona basketball's loss today against Florida Atlantic here in Las Vegas. The final score was 96-95. It took two overtimes to get there. It was a very odd game. Um, But before we begin, we do have a message... From our sponsor, our daily spending choices greatly impact our lifestyle, what we can do or where we can go, like catching a big game at McHale Center or on the road, like in Las Vegas. Make your plan to enjoy the special moments. At Longview Insurance and Investments, we can help you learn how to make smart financial choices for the future, balancing both work and play. Visit our website at longviewinsuranceandinvestments.com to learn more. All right, so we took a little bit of time after the game, hung out with our kiddos, ate dinner, walked around, looked at Christmas lights. It was, Vegas is crazy tonight. Um, It just stuffed. So we're finally back in the room, and we've had some thoughts and conversations about the game. So Jason, you said going into the game, but how good is this FAU team anyway? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously FSU, FSU, FAU is really good. I, I think that people, if you're kind of a casual basketball fan, which there's nothing wrong with, think FAU is just a, a normal mid-major. I mean, they're they're not. They they made a really good run in the NCAA tournament last year. They brought back the entire team pretty much, um, all the good players at least. I mean, they're they're good, and <laughs> as to signify that, I. You know, we don't do a lot of, I, I know Ken Palm isn't where games are won and lost, but Arizona is number three in Ken Palm, and Florida Atlantic was number up to 11. I mean, FAU is is a very good team. Um, you know, I, I've seen some comments on the message board saying, you know, oh, their guards, we let their guards. Look, their guards are really good. Like, Janelle Davis is awesome. He's, He's like one the of the best deal. players in the country. Elijah Martin is really good. Jalen Gaffney um, he's literally, he's 56 in the nation in offensive rating on Ken Palm. Brandon Weatherspoon is 51. I mean, they have three top 130 players in Ken Palm in offensive rating. I mean, they're, they're a really, really good team, and they played really well. And FAU is, you know, they're they're predicted, their their schedule isn't great from here on out. There's a very good chance they run the table. And if they don't run the table, they're going to come very close to it with maybe one or two other losses in, in their conference. So, it's 
a tough loss overall, but I, I think people need to realize that this isn't just like a, a pushover that Arizona lost to. This is a, a very good basketball team. They were legit. Um, okay, well, the biggest concern that we both have coming out of this game, and we talked about it uh, pregame, we touched on it, is uh, Kylan Boswell. What do you think is wrong with him? I yeah. would say, like, wrong. Like, what's going on? Uh, there's a lot that's going on, though. There is a lot that's wrong with him. He's not playing very good basketball right now. He was 4 of 16 uh, today. When you take a look at his stats overall, I don't have them in front of me, so I'm going to pull them up. Uh, in the last, and this isn't like a shooting slump, at least I don't think it is. And, uh, you know, 4 of 16 against FAU. 6 of 14 against Bama, 3 of 9 against Purdue, 4 of 10 against Wisconsin, 5 of 15 against Michigan State. Basically, against every single good team, except for Duke, he was 4 of 7. Um, but ex- against every good team that Arizona has faced, he has struggled. Uh, he doesn't turn the ball over a lot, which is fine. His assist numbers are fine. Um, but again, like going back to the Duke game, he only took 7 shots. That's why he, it was a, a strong game. He had 8 rebounds, 5 assists. But then you look at Purdue, and he's taking nine shots and um, getting killed defensively. Wisconsin, he took ten shots, and they weren't very good ones, but he had the nine assists. So he could live with it. Bama, he had a couple big shots, but for the most part, he wasn't great. FAU, he was terrible. I mean, let's just call it for what it is. He, he was not good. Uh, the steals, he has ten steals in the last two games, which is fantastic. But I think that covers up the fact that when it's time to play straight up man-to-man defense, he just can't do it very well. Um, he tried to guard Gaffney at times, and Gaffney blew him up. When he guarded Martin at times, Martin blew him up. Um, you know, he didn't really get on Davis because that's not a, a positional matchup that he has. But, you know, he, he wasn't the only guy on Arizona that didn't play well. But, you know, I, I would say that when you look at Jaden Bradley, and even though Bradley was 4 of 10, uh, Jaden Bradley was the better point guard. And I think Jaden Bradley was probably the better point guard, even though the stats don't necessarily show it. He, he's probably been the better point guard the last two games. And... Uh, it is officially a concern. Now, the assumption is that Boswell will shoot himself out of it, but if he doesn't shoot him out, out of it, like... When do you pull the when, trigger? When, when do you start changing the minutes a little bit? I'm not saying play Kylan Boswell 10 minutes a game, but you got to start playing Bradley a little bit more because, look, if you don't bring it offensively and the shot's not falling, I never read too much into it because eventually you think the shot is going to fall. So you look at other parts. Is Kylan defending well? Is Or whoever it may be. Are they rebounding? Are they passing well? And right now, you can make the case that, that Kylan's kind of been uh, a bigger negative than, than positive. I mean, you know, and, and again, like I don't think he was necessarily the worst player. There were three players that I don't like plus minus. I'm not a big fan, but, um, you know, Keisha Johnson was bad today in plus minus. Creve is there. Caleb Love wasn't great, and, and Kylan was zero, um, you know, which means he was kind of a, a non-factor with that lineup. But I just thought that he didn't really uh, do anything good enough to win. Like, I didn't watch his game and um, and say to myself, you know, this is a guy that uh, did X or did Z, and, and you know, that's, that's why Arizona had a chance to win the game. I, and I think the two plays at the end of regulation – you know, I don't necessarily blame Kylan completely. I kind of blame Tommy a little bit. You know, Caleb inbounding the ball. I would have had Kylan in ball, inbound the ball to, to Caleb, and who knows what would happen. You know, we don't know that whoever would have made it, but um, it was weird. It, it's just, and, 
you know, it, it's 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 not the right vibe that you want from Kylan right now. And, and maybe the break will be good for him. It probably will be. Maybe he, he snaps out of it after the break. We'll see. But uh, I think this last week he, he didn't really do himself any favors. Okay. I agree with that. Um, also, just from us being in the stands and, like, watching the game, too, live, it just seems like he just doesn't want the ball. And... It's unusual to have a point guard that's just – it's not even like like setting up a play. It's literally like like hot potato, balls on my hand, getting rid of it immediately. Like it's And then he kind of fades away, and you don't really want that um, attribute in your point guard. So hopefully – The biggest problem with Arizona last year was that in close games, their guards didn't want it or didn't perform up to standard. And right now in big games, Kylan Boswell is not performing up to standard. And I'm not saying they're going to go and lose to Princeton in the first round, but um, that the Boswell needs to find some sort of consistency moving forward. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay. Um, moving on. Caleb Love had a horrible shooting game, but there's not a lot of complaints about it. Uh, why is that? Well, it's kind of like what we said with Boswell. Like, yeah, look, I mean, if I would have told you before the game that Caleb Love shot 8 of 25, you would have been like, oh, God. Like, it, that's awful. It's absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is that, well, not the problem is, t- today was the full Caleb Love experience. You got the clutch three. You know, Arizona's not in the situation it is without Caleb Love making a couple big shots. Six for six from the line. It felt like each one was a big one. Um, but then you get the play where he goes up for the LeBron James dunk, oh. where if he scores, the game's over. Like, that's something that we're probably not, and I posted about it, that's something we're probably not talking about it as much. If he scores on a normal dunk, Arizona probably wins that game. Um, instead, he goes up for a LeBron dunk when he in traffic when he didn't need to and turns it over and... And that's that. And, you know, I, I didn't hate the play at the end. I know people are criticizing it, but if you watch college basketball, you know that you're pretty much never going to see an awesome-looking play at the end of the game. But I think the reason there's not a lot of complaints is because Caleb Love wanted the ball. And at the end of the day, that's what Arizona was missing last year. Um, and he's a dude where he said at the end of the game, if they're going to foul me, so be it. I want to take the big shot. I'm willing to take the big shot. The first one didn't go in, but the second one did. And, you kind of you assume that he's not going to shoot eight of twenty-five every game, um, but he had one turnover. You know, he had five rebounds, and you, you kind of live with again the full Caleb Love experience. And there's a difference between a guy going down and shooting eight of twenty-five and not really trying and just chucking them up versus a guy like Caleb Love, who's clearly 
the main reason at times that Arizona was even in the game when a lot of guys didn't want to take that shot or, or couldn't find that shot. All right. Um, at the end of the day, what was the difference in the game, in your opinion? Uh, I mean, you look, you look at the box score. Uh, Arizona and FAU pretty much shot exactly the same from three. FAU, Arizona made six more free throws, had four less turnovers, had more points off turnovers, won the glass, had 23 offensive rebounds, had 22nd chance points, had more bench points, more points in the paint, more steals, more assists. It just didn't shoot the ball as well. That's it. That's literally the only thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, FAU made 36 shots. Arizona made 33. The difference was Caleb Love, 8 of 25. Colin Boswell, 4 of 16. Umar, 4 of 11. I think five of those were layups. Jaden Bradley, 4 of 10. Keyshawn Johnson was nowhere to be found. That was by far his worst game in an Arizona uniform. And then you look across the court, and Janelle Davis was... That was an NBA game. Like, if I was an NBA GM watching that game, I'd be like, oh, okay. Because a lot of this stuff was ISO. And that's a, he's got a very, like, an old man game. Um, you know, 35 points on 15 to 27. And I've seen some posts that are like, oh, Arizona didn't do a great job of guarding him. I, look, I get it. But maybe it wasn't translated well on TV. But this dude hit some stupid shots. Like They did it, everything they could at a lot of those it, shots. It's like, oh, let's double team him. But the problem with your double team is, like, Gaffney was on fire, too. He had 20 points, 7 of 13 shooting. Um, and then, you know, when you have two really, really good guards and three, if you want to count Martin, the other dudes do their job. Like, Golden I, Golden fouled out. I said he was going to foul out. I told you guys Umar was going to foul him out. He fouled out. Um, and I said if they fouled him out, FAU probably lost, and I was wrong. Golden was awful. Uh, Umar ate him up. But the problem is yeah. then you put in a guy like Rosado, and Rosado did his job. And Greenlee did his job. And then in overtime, they put in Trey Carroll. He plays four minutes a game. He goes, he gets two free throws, and makes his one shot. Like, that's the difference. At the end of the day, if these two teams play tomorrow, Arizona probably wins. And Shelby said it was a strange game. That's why. Statistically, there was one stat that FAU was better than Arizona in, and that was the stat that cost Arizona the game. Yep. That is what happened. Um, well, are there any other individual thoughts that we have? Yeah, I mean, we, we touched on the Jaden Bradley thing. That's something that I'm going to be looking uh, forward to seeing if that minutes change, how long of a leash Boswell's on. Again, I don't foresee a, a change to the starting lineup, but maybe start to see the minutes change uh, a little bit. Keyshaw Johnson, I, I this game, it, it's tough for him. You know, I, I thought that Tommy made the right move eventually when he went small. I thought it helped Keyshaw, but, um, you know, it's a different game. It's a different scenario, but Keyshaw struggled against FAU in the tournament last year too. Mm. Uh, it's a weird matchup. I said in my... My breakdown that neither guy really could offer, like could probably stop the other guy. The difference is that John L. Davis clearly has a more dynamic offensive game than anyone, you know, than, than Johnson. Um, K.J. Lewis is awesome. He's another guy. He fouled out. A couple of those were bull crap. Um, but he, again, changed the game at times. And it's interesting, you know, you can't really take away from Caleb Love's minutes. But I think that if you, if you ask Tommy Lloyd after he watched the film, some things he regrets. I bet you he'd say he probably would have played Jaden more. The end of the game stuff wasn't great, and they got to find a way <clears throat> to put KJ Lewis in the game uh, a little bit more. Um, and then I agree with with what people are saying on the message board. You know, you got to worry about Umar wearing down. They they need more from Crevis. Crevis just has not been good at all against these other competition. 
Um, Henry Vesar, people keep asking. Don't expect anything from him. In an ideal world, you would have, but not anymore. And so you wonder, you know, there's going to be games where I think Arizona goes a little bit smaller. Or, you know, look, Umar, yeah, he missed layups. He also grabbed you 21 rebounds. It's, you know. But, you can only do so much. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't, as the day has gone on, this loss has pissed me off. Got more and more annoyed. A little bit more because every time I think about it, uh, I think that Arizona should have won. Like, I, I still think there, there were just multiple plays where you go back and, man, if, if Arizona just would have done that, they would have won. If Arizona wouldn't have turned the ball over there, they would have won. If, uh, you know, the, the, you know, but it, and then you, you tip your hat to John L. Davis too. Like he made just some some stupid shots. Where again, watch it. Guys like that, it's it's an old man game. You don't play like that in college. So overall, um, yeah. I mean, well, we talked about it, and the one thing also that you could say is the difference between these two teams today is that Arizona made dumb mistakes, and FAU did not. Yeah, like, as much as I love K.J. Lewis and I thought he played well, he also had one of the worst passes in the game. Ugh, he literally brutal. just threw it to an FAU player. For uh, no reason. Boswell did that uh, on his turnover as well. Like, Arizona only had 12 turnovers, but it led to 14 points because they were just such stupid turnovers that it was they were just Swap. handing them layups, and you can't do that. Like, this is an old-ass team. FAU is super experienced. I think they're the second uh, in, in minutes continued continuity in the country and and we saw it like they know how to play but at the end of the game if you want to point to one or two things davis and gaffney 22 of 40 love and boswell 12 of 41 that's your ball game Mm -hmm. that's it that's the way college basketball rolls and that's the difference in the game and we're not going to point any fingers here either because arizona didn't lose this game because of the refs but we are aware there was some awful calls against Arizona today. Like, Pat Adams sucks. Someone Pat won me Adams, and not only does he suck, he's got an attitude because there was some uh, fans that were kind of heckling him in the second overtime, and he actually came over and threatened to throw them out, which is hilarious, in the second overtime when the game was almost over. So uh, he heard how awful Arizona fans thought he was, and it sucks because also just some of the shots today – like, if it had gone left instead of right with Arizona, like, the ball just wasn't going in. Well, look at the play where Caleb misses the layup and Umar's right there and the ball goes in and out. Like, yeah. you could probably run that play ten times and it goes in nine. But I also think it's a point, like... They're tired. I mean, look, Arizona played Purdue, Alabama, and FAU, three really good teams within a week. It, it's time for a break. Like, the break absolutely comes at a good time, and I would expect Arizona to come out energized, go on the road, and, and beat the crap. Uh, out of Cal and, and Stanford. I'd be pretty surprised if those games were close. And there's one other thing that we've talked about personally, that, you know, not to throw stones, but there is some questionable things once again from Tommy Lloyd and his choices in-game as far as, you know, when things are working and then he takes time out and he pulls Johnson when Johnson had, like, had a pretty good run. Or switching things up at an odd time. I'm hoping that some of these things get cleaned up. Another thing, just like foresight-wise, is who scheduled these three games all at once? Like, why? So it's it's almost like self-defeating. Like, yes, we want our players to play the best game against the best teams, but why do they have to do it all at once the week before Christmas? I, like, it's mind-blowing. I think part of Tommy, and he said this when Arizona was undefeated, I, I think part of Tommy wanted Arizona to lose a game or two. To, win, to learn? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but still, it's no, brutal. It, it, it's a brutal stretch, but at the same time, 
Like we said last year, Arizona wasn't even ready for Princeton. That's true. And and, and a big reason why is because the Pac-12 is dog shit. <laughs> and so now you've seen the fast team that shoots 43s. You've seen the team with the best player in college basketball. You've seen the veteran team with really good guards. You've seen a Duke team. You've seen Michigan State. Like, you've played good teams you where nothing really is going to surprise you in the tournament. And and so I get it. And if it's worth taking a loss or two, so be it. And since we're on the topic of complaining, uh, I would not expect Arizona to play in this tournament in Ever the again. Because Do you know what were... they did to Jason today, guys? <laughs> like, this was the most unorganized tournament uh, it was super unorganized. of all time. I Aurora and I walked all the way from the casino to the arena because the credentials were supposed to be done at 10 a.m. Then we waited in line for 20 minutes because there's this woman complaining about her player tickets or whatever. And then they say, oh, your credentials aren't ready. So then we had to go back. And then uh, the atmosphere was just... Shelby said it was fine from her point of view because she was surrounded... But, like, they blocked off the entire upper section. Because no one was there. Like, women's basketball games. Uh, and then... It wasn't actually a lot of people. There were more people in Palm Desert for Thanksgiving. Yes, there were, absolutely. And the sound traveled better. From what I understand, there were 6,000 tickets total. I'm not sure. Sh- I don't think there were 6,000 people. There was 6, not 6,000 people there. I think that... I would say there were, like, 4,000 people. There. And they were mostly Arizona fans. But even when... The thing is, even when Arizona fans started to cheer, it never got loud. Never. No, just it the never, sound kind of ate like up. Like, Palm Springs, when it got loud, like, it got loud. Yeah. Like, that arena sound... The Suns arena the other night, like, it was feisty. This was just, like... And it also was, like, these dead periods where I we were all cheering so much that we had to, like, rest for a little bit. And then it was just, like, a ghost town. And then I felt bad. And then everyone started trying to do the U of A chants and, like, defense and, like, getting the crowd into it. And everyone tried their best. And it just didn't work out. And, you know, you know, the fans try to help as much as we can. But it was weird. It was It's been a weird trip, guys. Um, but we are on our way to doing Christmas things, and then Jason's going to go to the Alamo Bowl and cover that. And the basketball's right back up. We ate a couple really great meals. We've seen some cool Christmas lights. We took Aurora to sushi, and instead she orders a Wagyu steak. Like, it's nothing. That sushi was bomb, though. Yeah. So, um, just to recap of you, uh, where we ate, our two big places that we ate last night, where did we eat? Buddy V's last night. We went to Buddy V's at the Venetian. And so Sushi Roku tonight, which is also, I think there's one in Scottsdale. Then we had some bomb Greek place, too. We had a Greek place. Meraki Greek food. Meraki Greek food. So if you're in Vegas, go to Meraki Greek food. We really, really like Buddy V's. I know there's so many great Italian places in Vegas, but Buddy V's food and service, it's just always consistent and it's always good. And then uh, Sushi Roku is fantastic in Caesars. So those are our three recommendations for this trip. We hope you have a wonderful Christmas. And always remember, no matter where you are, you're going to bear down. Also, while we're doing reviews, uh, Fountain Blue is the worst hotel I've ever been. It smells like 90-year-old old woman. And I had to... Uh, I had an asthma attack, We had guys. to leave. We had to leave. Fountain Blue just opened. It's supposed to be gorgeous on the inside. It's oddly designed. Sterile. It's sterile. You and like it. we just... Maybe it's going to have some changes. But right now, it's not Boo. our jam. Boo.